waiting for somebody to come around. Here's Haas. Spins. Nowhere to go, so he goes to Yale. Holy Yale! Sweet child's of mine. Next on BYU Sports Nation, nine straight wins, but now it's all about Saturday. The coach Steve Cleveland joins the show to help us preview tomorrow's matchup with St. Mary's. Why this is the biggest game of the season? Wait, did you say St. Mary's? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. It is a Friday. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy January 20th, or that says January. Uh, it's still December, Spencer. Happy December 29th. Are you trying to advance us an entire month? Well, I'm just hoping that BYU hasn't lost a game on January 29th through West Coast Conference play. Don't so. worry, they won't. Uh, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Donovan Mitchell's number one fan, Jason Shepard. It was so fun. When sports worlds collide, it's an exciting time for me. You had a BYU and a jazz story all in one last night. It was very exciting. It was pretty cool to see possible rookie of the year in the NBA hanging out at the Marriott Center last night. Got his BYU swag. There were 16,000-plus fans there last night. Like, unexpected atmosphere on a Thursday night with school out of session. Like, it was well done, BYU It was impressive. It was very impressive. It looked great on television. Yeah, Big uh, big uh, high five to everybody that showed up at that game last night. That was pretty cool. Uh, during my walk-off interview with Yoli Childs, the aforementioned NBA Rookie of the Year candidate Donovan Mitchell video-bombed Yoli, much to the delight of the BYU star. How would you assess your first conference performance tonight? Uh, i got to be a little bit better. i got to play a little bit harder on the defensive end, especially if they keep the ball in front. But I think uh, we've had that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> oh, my God. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Classic moment. It's great. During a uh, walk-off interview with Yoli Chaz. Yeah, and as you said this morning, just so his reaction was so genuine. Like, that's, that was just like anybody else. If anybody else, a, a normal fan, would have had that happen, they would have had the exact same reaction that Yoli did. That was a great, genuine reaction. The guy that has taken the NBA by storm, including the likes of Russell Westbrook, who hates everyone, yet went up to Donovan Mitchell after the Thunder Jazz game and, like, spoke with him and gave him encouragement. Like, Russell Westbrook doesn't do that. That's becoming a common theme for this kid. Anyway, that guy comes up behind you during an interview and says, great game, big fella. Yeah, how would you react? Yeah, I, I would have reacted exactly like Yoli Childs did. Sets up a huge show today. Steve Cleveland, the former BYU basketball coach with us. He will preview St. Mary's. What's different about this BYU team, and will it really make a difference against the team that has just been basically unbeatable for BYU? Yeah, this is, this is a matchup. This has been one of those teams that just has kind of had BYU's number, and that's why tomorrow is such an important game for the Cougars. Voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen. He's probably the only good thing about the Gales. I like Alex. <laughs> he is a nice guy. He's, He's a, a really, good guy. really cool guy. Not former Ute basketball player Alex Jensen. Yes. Very, very different Alex Jensen. <laughs> no, I kid, kind of, about me only liking him from St. Mary's. Uh, Alex will join us. Why are they such an offensive machine this year? I mean, they, 
They're getting buckets at will. And it's a bold prediction Friday, Jason, with a little big deal, no deal. I love it. Not a bad show. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Hoops rolls over Portland 69-45 in the WCC opener. Yoli Childs had a career-high 26 points. Elijah Bryant scored 22 and pulled down a career-high 15 rebounds. The Stars were Stars. Without question. Now, following their first conference win, BYU hosts the St. Mary's Gales tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Both teams sit at 12-2. and two. Catch the game on BYU Radio and ESPNU. Pre-game on BYU Radio begins at 3 Eastern. Women's Hoops gets a nice win on the road to open up WCC play at Portland, 72-58. The Cougars now head to Moraga tomorrow, 5 Eastern, to battle the Gales of St. Mary's. The ladies, by the way, have never won in Moraga. How about we change that tomorrow? Time to, it's time to reverse that a little bit, pick up a W on the road. Former BYU women's basketball All-American Jennifer Hampson led her team with 24 points and 10 rebounds in a Sydney Flames victory. Rise and shout. <laughs> time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Piloting towards St. Mary's. BYU basketball moves to 12-2 on the season with the 69-45 conference opening win over the Pilots of Portland. Make it nine straight wins for the Cougars, Jason. As we just discussed, Eli Brandt's old high school opponent, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, was courtside to watch Eli go for 22 points and 15 rebounds. Yoli Childs with a career-high 26 points. He had 13 rebounds. But BYU shot 3 for 15 from the three-point line last night and won by 24? How does that happen? Our stat of the day factors into that. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU grabbed more rebounds than Portland scored points. BYU had 46 rebounds. Portland scored 45. That's how you win a game shooting like that. 46 rebounds <laughs> for BYU and 45 points for the opponent. That's bonkers. That's I have never seen a stat like that in my life. That is unbelievable. BYU had more rebounds than Portland scored points. I mean, Portland could not buy a bucket in the second half. Well, yeah. It, it, the first half, they couldn't miss from three. And then the second half... And they were getting zero second chance points. The the three clearly the three point shot went up, and there was nobody around for a rebound. Yeah, uh, when you rebound like that, that'll help you win some games. And as we anticipated, BYU is now twelve and two going into the Saturday matinee showdown with St. Mary's. It's on now. Take it from BYU coach Dave Rose. And hopefully that. Uh... You know we can we we can get the best game plan possible in a short period of time, and then our guys will will trust it, and we'll be able to get in here and execute it on Saturday. Oh, it's all about concepts. Talking to you, Heath Schroyer. Concepts. Ball put like just value possession, play defense, smart shots. The Cougars are playing the brand of basketball that is set up to compete with a team like St. Mary's. Here's what I like about what we're seeing out of BYU. They are winning games when they're not playing at their best. Now, I'm not saying that they cannot play their best against St. Mary's. Likely need to do that. But they are proving that there's not one formula for them to win a game. Sometimes they'll blow a team out. Sometimes they'll eke a win out. Sometimes they'll out-physical a team and win that way. 
They're showing multiple ways they can win basketball games, and I think that is a big, big advantage because from game in, no, no game is going to be the same as the one before. If you can win different ways, it gives you confidence regardless of the scenario you're in, that you have confidence you can do the it. The true reality television. You cannot predict what happens when the game starts. Think you have a good idea? Man, that's why sports are sports. Which takes us to our Twitter question. What is your bold prediction for the St. Mary's at BYU game tomorrow? First tweet, at Jonathan Searle. My bold prediction for St. Mary's is BYU wins by 20. Oh, okay. Can we see Yoli Childs dunk over Landale and break the glass for an extended halftime treat? Well, he took it to heart, didn't he? Boy, there's a lot involved in that tweet as well. That is spicy bold. Win by 20, <laughs> dunk over Landale, then you break the glass and have an extended <laughs> halftime. There's a lot going on, but I like it. It's bold. Uh, send it in, Jerome! <laughs> At Colonel James 83, not sure if possible, but an even more satisfying win than Utah. 83-69, okay, with a specific score. Peyton Tastrup hits four three-pointers, and the entire bench gets to play significant minutes. Hashtag because I'm going. Well, Colonel, I hope uh, that however, however the game plays out, it ends in a BYU win for your sake and for the sake of all that is good within BYU Sports Nation. It has the heated yes, history, Jason. I mean, unforgettable rivalry moments. And BYU's only been in the West Coast Conference since 2011. The Delva Dagger buzzer beater, mm. BYU erasing a double-digit deficit in yep. Moraga to spoil Matthew Delavadova's jersey retirement. Take that, mouthpiece. Oh, sweet redemption. Speaking of mouthpieces, Brad Wallow throws his mouthpiece in the Marriott Center at the scoreboard, gets a technical foul for it. How did Brad Waldo play like 10 years at St. Mary's? It seemed like BYU was always facing Brad Waldo. Is he still there? He may be there. I don't know. Eric Mika gets put in a chokehold. St. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's throttling the Cougars by 31 points in the West Coast Conference Tournament last year. I mean, there have been unforgettable moments in this rivalry series which produces the saint mary's face for yours truly it's one of the it's one of the best moments of byu sports nation that we've ever had and i actually had the privilege of being your co-host on the day that you debuted uh, the saint mary's face i don't know that i will ever be able to replicate that <laughs> adequately which is why we keep going back to the original Okay. Which, look, why would you want to mess? Look at that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> all right, here's the, honestly, would you I'm rather so have that un- behind I'm you? So unattractive. Or Elijah Bryant's eyes staring moment. at you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would take Eli's eyes over that that mess on the screen. Yep. That's, oh, geez. Exactly. <laughs> that's who's coming in tomorrow. Exactly. St. Mary's face. Hey, in all seriousness. Okay, get get it off the screen. <laughs> I can't focus right now. Uh, in all seriousness. Man, this is a huge game for so many reasons. Yeah, it is. It, in my opinion, this is a big barometer game for BYU. Yes. I, and I think between the two teams, this is a bigger game for BYU because historically, the Gales have been a difficult matchup for BYU. Uh, yeah, you yeah. think? I, and I've said all along, I fully expect BYU to win this game tomorrow. I'm not wavering from that. I believe they are going to win this game tomorrow. But 
for anybody that's still on the fence about this BYU team. I'm totally on. Well, I'm not on the fence about this team per se, but I'm on the fence about the result of the well, game. But for those that are still like waiting, okay, well, let's let's wait till conference to see how they do. If they can win this game tomorrow, that erases any doubt in anybody's mind. Now, I don't have doubt as to how good this team is. But tomorrow, that is a barometer game to let us know how far they've come. This is a huge, huge game. And, and let's clearly, at 12-2, and two, Gales are very good. This game is not going to be easy. But I do think BYU, because of what I mentioned a little bit ago, the experiences that they've had throughout the non-conference, I think they are the better team, the more tested team, and I think they're going to win this game. Okay, here's some good news for BYU fans. The Cougars have enjoyed some success against St. Mary's on their home yes. floor. So there's that. In fact, I think BYU has won three of the last four in Provo against the Gales. I believe that is correct. So there's that. But this is a team that is scoring at will. Next to Duke, they are the most efficient basketball team on offense in the country. What's on the line? Getting bubbly for BYU. If the Cougars beat St. Mary's, absolutely they're in the bracketology discussion. They are, uh, they'll start to show up in a bunch of different projected brackets. They'll get some national notoriety, perhaps some votes in the AP poll, the coaches poll, because they'd have another statement win against a good team that was ranked to begin the season. And it's St. Mary's, Jason. It's St. Mary's! And they're the worst. And we know how you feel about St. Mary's. Speaking of St. Mary's, coming up, the voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen, joins us. How was St. Mary's handling the pressure of being the conference favorites? What's your bold prediction for St. Mary's at the BYU game tomorrow? Some responses from our Instagram account coming up as well. Hey, I love it. Coming in on Twitter and Instagram. And Steve Cleveland on why he thinks this year will be different for BYU against the proverbial thorn in the Cougars basketball side. This is BYU Sports Nation. Show me your St. Mary's face. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. Friday, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Your life will be better if you do that. Promise that it will. And if it doesn't, you can talk to Spencer about it. You need a dose of the karma? Hashtag BYUSN. Hey, we've been talking about it all show long. You know it. Men's Hoops hosting St. Mary's tomorrow on BYU Radio. Pre-game starts at 3 Eastern time. Game time at 4 Eastern. You can also watch it on ESPNU. What is your bold prediction for St. Mary's at BYU basketball tomorrow? In from Instagram at Brevin underscore double zero. Jock Landale, St. Mary's, scores under 10 points. That would go a long ways. Wow. Well, you could hold him to 10? It's a classic matchup of my West Coast Conference preseason conference player of the year, Yoli Childs, against everybody else's likely conference player of the year, Jock Landale. Again, you know what? Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You worry about what you're doing. <laughs> That's what my parents told me. <laughs> Listen. My bold prediction, Yoli Childs outscores Jock Landau. Yeah! Let's go, man. I like, it. I like the way you're I thinking. I want to hear yours later. Yes, all okay. right. I don't know if it could be bolder than that. 
Oh, well, it'll be bold. You were pretty bold in that opening segment. Download the podcast if you missed it. More responses via Twitter and Instagram coming up. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the number one coach in our hearts, Steve Cleveland, back on the show. Coach, nice to have you on the show, especially to discuss what is looking like a very intriguing matchup with St. Mary's. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Man. And uh, I wish I could be there to watch it in person, but it's going to be a great game to watch. Okay, well, let's start with this. They've had some epic rivalry moments and a short rivalry, albeit, but the Dell of a Dagger buzzer beater. BYU erasing a double-digit lead in Moraga to spoil Matthew Delvadova's jersey retirement. Eric Mika's getting put in a chokehold. Mouthpieces getting thrown all around. Where does this rivalry rate next to the ones you coached in? You know, our rivalries in the Mountain West, you know, obviously, because we had Utah and, uh, you know, New Mexico and Vegas at the time, I mean, it was was a different setup. But, I mean, this is as good as it gets as far as the WCC. And I think any time you – I mean, BYU, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, both both those games, both those teams are going to be great rivalries. But I I think this one especially, because as of late, St. Mary's has kind of had their way with BYU. And they've been the team that's really stopped BYU from really getting to the tournament and winning a conference championship. And it's a team that they have not been able to sweep. And they may have early on, but I don't think they have swept them, whereas, you know, they've been able to beat Gonzaga there. So uh, this is a, they've been a bit of a thorn in their side. And, uh, and in order for BYU to reach the goals they have to win a championship and keep those things in play and to get to the NCAA tournament, all those things stay in play if they win at home. And they've got a whole court at home. Do you like the fact that this game is being played early in the conference season? Or would you rather have both teams be able to establish themselves a little more in the WCC before taking on each other? No, I, I think it's good for BYU. I, they're, they're playing well. They're, you know, they've got won nine games in a row. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They've totally bought into the system that was implemented over the summer. I think it's, it's good for BYU. I mean, if BYU is going to be a contender in this conference this year, Having them at home early, uh, I think it'd be a huge confidence builder going forward, not only just in playing St. Mary's, but playing other teams on the road where it can be difficult sometimes. So this can be a great confidence boost. Not to say that the team doesn't appear to be playing with a great deal of confidence already, but uh, you, you're able to – I really believe that BYU has to sweep either Gonzaga or St. Mary's. And uh, I think they can go three and four. And I know everybody's talking about this being a one-bid league team. Uh, at this point in time, this juncture. But I, I just think if you can win three of those four and and get yourself into the finals, win or lose, I think you really put yourself in a position considering all the crazy stuff that goes on. So this is a, this is a kind of a must-win for BYU uh, to take the next step to win an elite championship. Yeah, both teams 12-2 and two going into this Saturday showdown. We're talking with former BYU basketball coach Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Given what BYU did last night in their WCC opener against Portland, where is your confidence level for guys like Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant going into the matchup with the Gales? Well, you know, the takeaway for me in that game is that BYU struggled at times offensively, but defensively throughout that game they defended and they rebounded. And that game got kind of close, you know, at the beginning of the second half. And then BYU just locked them up. I mean, when you can hold, I mean, they were the leading three-point shooting team in the, in the WCC, and they held them to 25% three-point shooting, 28% field goal, and they out-rebounded them, you know, by 18, 46 to 28. So that bodes well for BYU that when they're not shooting the ball well, they can still be really competitive in games. 
And I don't know if Charles and Bryant can play with any more confidence. I, I, I'm especially, especially impressed with Bryant's ability to defend and rebound the ball. I think that, that he, that's where he's taking his game to, an, to the next level. And I, I know it's not fair to evaluate him just on last year, especially when he was hurt most of the year. But these two have become the real obvious foundation, the bookends of this team. Where do you think both of these teams are different and better equipped to handle each other this time around, specifically from the BYU side? Uh, you know, I think BYU is much more prepared to play a game at a different pace. And, and I think that's the thing that's hurt BYU at times. They've gotten behind, and then they, when they have to play quick against St. Mary's, I think one of the really key parts here for, for BYU is defensively having that patience. I think they're a much improved defensive team, but when you play St. Mary's, you have to be patient. I mean, you know you're going to have to guard the entire shot clock. You can't give a great effort for, you know, 28, 29 seconds and all of a sudden drop your guard and all of a sudden Landale gets an easy two or somebody has a wide-open three. And I know the coaching staff have got to be talking about that. Listen, we've got a guard to the end of that shot clock, contest threes. And, uh, and so I, I know BYU's better and more prepared, and certainly offensively, uh, I think they're more effective with this talent that they have and, and with these players, that I, the ball screen action, the side-to-side, the inside-out, uh, you know, knocking down open threes, much more prepared to play St. Mary's than they've ever have been in the six or seven years they've been in this league. What kind of a matchup do you expect between Jock Landale, who is in large part the preseason conference player of the year from most national experts, and Yoli Childs? Well, I'm not sure they'll guard each other early on. I would think that maybe Worthington guards, you know, Landale just just for foul issues. The last thing you need is Childs picking up a couple quick fouls uh, early on in this game. But but certainly both of them are going to have an impact in the game, whether it's defensively, whether it's rebounding, whether it's passing out of it. But these both these teams go through both of those players. Landale is a, you know he's a fifth year senior, he's really experienced. I think the things that could help BYU is if he picks up a foul or two, and if he's guarding Yoli, Yoli needs to be strong and go at it. Sometimes when Yoli gets against bigger bigs, he tends not to be as aggressive. He needs to be aggressive right from the beginning of the game because then get Landale on the bench. That is a whole different game now, and and I think that has that may be a part of it with either team, with either team. If one of those two players has to sit significant minutes, the advantage goes to the team that uh, doesn't have a big in foul trouble. But they're both going to have great nights. And uh, but if Landale, you know, if he's, he goes for twenty-seven or twenty-eight and ten, twelve boards, then BYU sure as heck better have stopped the three ball because you can't always stop the bigs inside sometimes. But I think the thing that for me, the biggest concern would be the fact that this is a really, really good three-point shooting team. They hit 10 threes last night. And if they let – I think that, that'll be a big key defensively when you look at these teams, that if, if they hold St. Mary's to five or six threes for the night, then I think it really bodes well for BYU. In a matchup against a team like St. Mary's, and we've talked a lot about just how well Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant are playing, I mean, you, you know what you're going to get from them. Who else on the team do you think can benefit in a matchup against St. Mary's? Well, I, I think we know that those two have really been solid. And I think that it's a situation where St. Mary's is really good defensively. They're, they're, they're going to lock you up. They're not going to get lost. They're going to have a game prep. They're going to do those things. But as we've seen in a lot of games, especially when BYU plays at home, 
uh, a player like TJ who can be patient early and, and knock a three down or knock two of them down could really be the difference in this game. And, or maybe it's Celius or maybe it's Cannon coming off the bench. Uh, Childs and, and Brian are going to have a full attention right now at St. Mary's. And Randy Bennett is a really, really good coach. But uh, someone else is going to have – it's going to be someone else. You know, the other night against Utah was Dastrup. Came in and hit a couple of threes. Uh, Celius and Cannon would be the most obvious coming off the bench that might be able to, to make a difference. Maybe they uh, – Defensively, St. Mary's gets lost a little bit, doesn't pay attention to them because T.J. Cannon and Sellers, all, all of them can hit the three. It's just a matter of whether they do. And, and I, I think really for T.J., uh, he, he could really be a difference maker in this game. By the numbers, St. Mary's is a little bit down defensively in terms of efficiency. They're number 156 out of 351 teams. Not terrible, and you're right. They'll lock people up. They'll be prepared and uh, well-educated in what they're facing against BYU, but they're the number one uh, efficient scoring offense in the country. So how do you see this matchup playing out tomorrow in Provo in terms of scoring and pace and all of that? You know what? I, I, I think we know what the pace is going to be. They'll run when there's, you know, turnovers, deflections, uh, you know, stolen balls, those kinds of steals, those kinds of things. But I think it's going to be a game that's played in the half court. And I think it's a really important if St. Mary's wants to come in and win this game, that they need to be in a situation where they become – uh, dominant in the first half, and they take control. You know, whoever gets kind of control of this game, if St. Mary's gets control of the game, then they'll really dictate the tempo. Important for BYU to get off to a good start, and I think that means go through Childs, go through Bryant, get to the free throw line. You know, if BYU gets to the free throw line 20 times, they put themselves in a great position to win this game. So, you know, St. Mary's. Like a lot of good teams, you know, they've been, they've been around a long time. You've got three fifth-year seniors on this team. Uh, sometimes defense, you know, you, they just play well. They know they're going to win, and they don't play a real tough schedule anyway. And so a lot of points are scored. Sometimes that's not a real number because they'll get up in 20, 25-point leads, bring the subs in, and, you know, all of a sudden the numbers look different. But the St. Mary's has not been as good defensively. But I promise you that tomorrow night they'll come in and be pretty good. And uh, – and BYU, to me, I, I think doesn't have to do anything different. You know how we always talk about this game? Well, they're going to have to do this. They're going to have to do that. BYU is not going to have to make that many adjustments in how they play the game. And I think that bodes well for BYU. Because of how good St. Mary's is and everything that we've talked about, what would a win for BYU against this Gales team mean for this team? Well, it would be a huge confidence builder. And it'll be a reinforcement of how they're playing. Is is I mean the fact that they're twelve and two should be a reinforcement to every player and coach on the team that this is the best way for this team to play. But there's always going to be question marks and until they can get over this hump and and take control of this league. Number one, they'll 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 be in first place, and BYU and St. Mary's would have a loss. Those kinds of things give teams so much confidence. They start believing in each other. The bench gets better. The bench has more confidence. It just transcends the whole program. You know, everybody has a different sense and a feel for, for the team. And I, and I think gaining confidence by beating great teams and well-coached teams just does a world of good for you. And I, so that's why it's important for BYU to win this game. It just sets them up for future games. And I think also it'll eliminate the hiccups they've had in the past on the road against teams that everyone kind of feels they should beat but sometimes haven't. All right, Coach, let's finish with this. Who will win tomorrow? You know, I like BYU winning this game, 
Um, and I think that if all things were even in terms of, you know, nobody getting significant foul trouble and we're playing team against team, I think this is a game that the longer BYU's in this game at the end, the better chance they have to win it. The only thing that would get them away from it is St. Mary's just came out and just punched them in the face and it was up 15 or 16 at half. I just don't see that happening. I like BYU winning this game. And with four minutes to go, it's, it's a game where maybe they're up five or six and finish it off at the free throw line. Coach, great stuff. We should probably phone you in for a pregame uh, pep talk for the Cougars. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> always great to uh, talk I'll, to I'll you. It'll be a fun game to watch. This, this is great college. I mean, all, it's always fun to watch BYU play, but it's a lot more fun when they play really good teams. All right, Coach, great to talk to you. We'll do it again soon. See ya. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. All right. I said BYU's going to win tomorrow. Coach Cleve said BYU's going to win tomorrow. How much better do you feel about that decision now? Uh, I was 100% confident <laughs> when I said it. I'm like 110% confident now. I don't know what you're talking about. Coming up, is there any way the outcome of tomorrow's game isn't a big deal? We'll discuss. And... How much different is this St. Mary's team compared to last season? Who better to ask than the voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen? And seriously, he's, he's the best thing they have going for him. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Parties here on the west side. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. After taking last week off for the Christmas holiday, BYU basketball with Dave Rose returns on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Basketball beat Portland 69-45 in the West Coast Conference opener. BYU had more rebounds, 46, than Portland had points, 45. Bonkers. Yoli Childs, 26 points, a career high. Elijah Bryant had 22, had a career high, 15 rebounds. Now it's on to St. Mary's. Yes, it is. BYU hosting the Gales tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Both teams come into the matchup at 12 and 2. You can catch the game on BYU Radio and ESPNU. Pre-game on BYU Radio begins at 3 Eastern. BYU women's basketball victorious on the road at Portland, 72-58. The Cougars play in Moraga, a place they've never won. 5 Eastern as they take on the Gales in, again, Moraga. Joining us now is as I have termed him, the best thing St. Mary's has going for him. He is the voice of St. Mary's Gales basketball, friend of the program, Alex Jensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Alex, how do you feel about such a lofty designation? Fellas, what's going on? You guys are way too nice to me. Way too (laughs) nice to me. But I appreciate all the love, guys. I'll take all I can get. Listen, it's been well documented. St. Mary's evokes some very negative emotions in me, Alex, because they're so stinking good. But... (laughs) It's tough to play in Pro Bowl. What do you anticipate tomorrow in this matchup of two 12-2 teams? Uh, well, I certainly anticipate a hostile environment. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, I mean, what happened in Pro Bowl last year certainly is no secret. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of interesting when you think about the top three in, in the WCC. I mean, BYU's kind of had Gonzaga's number. Gonzaga's kind of had St. Mary's number. St. Mary's kind of had BYU's number. So I anticipate, uh, you know, First of all, a very motivated team in BYU uh, and a, a hostile environment. It'll be a lot of fun. I, I, I can't wait. As we mentioned, both teams 12-2. and two. No surprise, St. Mary's took care of business at home, beating LMU last night. How confident is this Gales team coming into Provo right now? 
Well, I think it's a team that's playing their best basketball of the year. Um, you know, they've won seven straight. Uh, certainly it was uh, a bit of a letdown at the Wood Legacy, you know, losing to Washington State and Georgia. But since then, they've turned around. I mean, they, you know, right off of that trip, they, they went at Cal, and we know the struggles that Cal has had, but still a Pac-12 team on a Pac-12 floor. But especially recently, in, in this last run of three games, Dayton, UNC, Asheville, and LMU, and really coming off their most complete game against LMU, they held the Lions to 23% in the, in the first half, and the, the defense for St. Mary's is really what has been lagging behind. Offensively, they're putting up great numbers. I mean, they're third in the country in, in Ken Palm in, in offensive efficiency rating behind just Duke and Villanova. So their offense has been you know, humming along at that, at that efficient rate. But defensively is, is, is where they stumbled early in the year. And they've, they've, they've really been picking that part of their game up. I mean, LMU last night, 37%. They held Dayton to 35%. If you guys remember back to last year's team, I mean, that was kind of the identity of that team with Joe Rahan and Dane Pinot kind of leading the charge there. So yeah. as, that, as that defensive identity begins to creep back in for St. Mary's and they continue to develop that, you know, that's when, that's when they've started to turn the quarter, especially over these last three games. How have the Gales handled the target on their back, being the preseason favorite in the West Coast Conference a year removed from Gonzaga playing in the national title game? Well, that's a good question. I, I think it's, it's kind of yet to be determined once we see you know, how the conference approaches St. Mary's. Um, you know, certainly, again, going back to Wooden Legacy, certainly uh, didn't handle being the – I would say that they were probably the favorite on paper going into that tournament. Um, didn't go so well for him there. Um, I, you know, I think the feeling in the locker room, I'll go back to the WCC media day when, when Calvin Hermanson said that the title still runs through Spokane. And the, the run that Gonzaga has been on the last 20 years, I, I don't think I, you can argue that. I mean, it, and I, you know, I honestly felt I, I think that St. Mary's was the logical choice to come in first in the preseason when you look at what they had coming back on paper. You know, yeah. just losing two guys and, you know, with Gonzaga losing – so much of their rotation, you know, Eric Mika gone from uh, gone from BYU. I think that was a logical choice. But as we know, I mean, things don't always necessarily play out the way that, that we think they will. Um, now, there's a long way to go. And again, I think St. Mary's has finally adjusted. And one thing that I think people don't think about is the fact that Kyle Clark has, not, has only played one game for the Gales. So if you take that into consideration, and we, again, we talked about the def- defensive identity that this team had a year ago, you lose your three best defenders from last year. Now, Joe Rahan and Dane Pineau, you can plan for. But when Kyle Clark gets hurt, you know, two practices before the opening, uh, before opening day, plays in one game. Brutal. That's a little bit tougher. And, and they're, you know, they, they went through their growing pains with that. Tanner Krebs is still growing into his role at the four. He's more of, a, of an off guard or a three man. So he's been kind of learning on the job at the four. They've made some adjustments there. Um, but, you know, bottom line, I think, I think we'll find out as the conference season goes along. And, and, I mean, I know a lot of people in Spokane aren't too happy about St. Mary's being picked to win the league. Is BYU the toughest test of the season for St. Mary's thus far? I think so. I mean, especially when you take into account the games being played in Provo, um, you know, a place where, where BYU is so tough. But, I mean, I mean, you know, when we go back to the preseason, you know, prognosticating, I mean, I think BYU has surprised a lot of people how they've put this together. You know, losing Eric Mika, Nick Emery, I mean, two key pieces there. Uh, but, what I've been impressed with BYU is, is how they've kind of adjusted to their personnel now, how Dave Rose has slowed things down a little bit, and, uh, and they've really become more efficient. So, yeah, they are. I mean, Yoli Childs, his usage has gone up and his numbers have gone up with him. Uh, Elijah Bryant has really grown into his role nicely. So, yeah, when you, when you take into account 
um, you know, the game is in Provo and BYU is playing as well as they are, yeah, I don't think there's any question. To this point in the season, BYU is St. Mary's toughest test so far. Who's the toughest matchup problem on an individual basis for St. Mary's defending BYU? Is it Yoli Childs or is it a guy like Elijah Bryant? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually zig where you guys are zagging. Uh, I'm going to say T.J. Hawes. Oh, okay. Um, you know, St. Mary's, with their personnel, they can match up to a, a, a 6'5", kind of wingish guard-like player with their defensive versatility. I think you'll see Tanner Krebs and Calvin Hermanson both match up with, with Elijah Bryant. T.J. Hawes, though, now his numbers have been down this year, but our coaching staff, the coaching staff here, I should say, raves about how smart of a player he is. And you know, we, we know how... <laughs> how he can produce on the offensive side of the ball. And with his size at 6'5", Joe Rahan is not here this year. Uh, you know, so St. Mary's going to ha- kind of have to figure that out. Is it, 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 it going to be Jordan Ford? Jordan Ford is, is giving up about probably four inches on a good day to T.J. Hawes. And he's been improving defensively. Is it going to be Evan Nahr, who you, you, know, you count on so much to get your offense going? How much you know, do you expect him to expend? Uh, how much energy do you expend, expect him to expend on the defensive end? Or will it be somebody else? Uh, but I think that's where, the, where, that's where the toughest matchup lies because it seems that T.J. Hawes kind of gets the Cougar offense going. Now, I've only seen a, a couple of BYU games this year. But I just think when you look at the personnel on the St. Mary side and on the BYU side, that's, that's where the Gales could have a, a little bit more trouble matching up defensively. Alex, I knew this was going to happen when we brought you on the show. You're making it hard to dislike <laughs> St. Mary's, man. This is not uh, what I wanted. I, I, you guys, you guys bring out the best of me. What can I say? <laughs> we appreciate the time, man. We uh, wish you safe travels to Provo, and we'll talk to you tomorrow courtside. Sounds good, fellas. See you there. Thanks for having me. All right, the voice of the Gales basketball program, friend of the program, Alex Jensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your time on your financial future. Without question, he says this is the biggest test for the St. Mary's Gales. Well, they haven't let the state of California until now. It's what now. they do. It's what they do. Come Very excited to see next year they're going to be traveling to Hawaii in non-conference. Yeah, well, we put a lot of emphasis on that last year, and then they came to Provo and destroyed BYU. So, Coming up, which former BYU All-American is making waves down under? We'll tell you later in the Cougar Whip Around. Uh, and maybe we should talk brackets, Jason. Yes, I said it. Big deal, no deal next. It's a hat. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Next to the one and only Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. In fact, I think you you. need to have that little T, that little, like Ohio State does. Like the? The lowercase T, and then OSU in all caps. You should have a little T, and then Jason Shepard. You cool with that? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm going to make that happen today. We're hanging out in Studio B. And if you have the little T, it's the studio bizzle. Let's be honest. (laughs) Watch our daily broadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Men's Hoops hosting St. Mary's. I don't know. We haven't really talked about it very much uh, on the program. They are hosting the Gales tomorrow. Who? BYU Radio. Pre-game starts 3 Eastern time. Game time tip-off from the Marriott Center at 4 Eastern. The game will be televised on ESPNU. A Saturday matinee showdown. What is your bold prediction for the St. Mary's at BYU game tomorrow at Laser Sheep with this tweet? McKay Cannon will block Jock Landale. Wow. And the Marriott Center will erupt. BYU will ride that emotional moment to a comeback win. I like everything, but I, I don't I'm I don't like the fact that they were losing at any point. I want them to be winning from wire to wire. 
you're kidding yourself. You think BYU's going to lead the entire way. Bold prediction. <laughs> That's your bold prediction. Wire to wire. <laughs> and I'll know if I'm right, like, within the first 10 <laughs> seconds of the game. <laughs> wow. Bold prediction. Okay. Wire to wire. All right. That is very bold, and I expect nothing less from you. At TSTick63 adds this from Instagram. BYU wins in the last second with a half-court shot. Hashtag take that, Della Vadova. Hey. Okay, you know, I almost said Dell of a Dagger again. Just stop bringing that up, honestly. It just hurts. Okay, fine, let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, number one. Let's start right here. We're all thankful there's only one and only Jason Shepard. Yes. That's a big deal. That's a good thing. (laughs) Number one, big deal, no deal. Utah Jazz rookie Donovan Mitchell taking in a game at the Marriott Center last night. Jason? Of course it's a big deal. It's an NBA player, by the way, a very good NBA player, who's tweeting out about your basketball program, asking fans if he's going to show up. He shows up. Raul Neto shows up. Royce O'Neal shows up. Uh, One of their new rookies, Nas, shows up. There's four jazz players. So not only do you have him talking about it, you have all the fans talking about it, and then the Utah Jazz tweet out about it. It's people talking about BYU basketball. Yeah, it's a big deal. Did you see the look on Yoli Child's face during my walk-off interview? If not, look it up right now. How excited he was to get props from Donovan Mitchell in the middle of that interview. When you see that genuine reaction, you will know it is 1 million percent a big deal. It just doesn't happen very often. You said he even complimented you on your suit. So unsolicited, he walks up to me after we line up the interview very quickly, and he's like, hey, man, I really like your suit and the, you know, the, the shoes suit combo. It's, it's really fresh. I was so, like, so you guys shared a moment, huh? Uh, yeah. Aren't you super happy about that, Jason? So, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> your time will come. It, your time will come, Jason. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. Number two. <laughs> suit conversations. Big deal, no deal. Suit conversations, no deal. Having the St. Mary's BYU game so early in the conference schedule. Ooh. See, early on, I would have said no deal because I, I like the fact, or I like the idea of BYU having a few more conference games under their belt before playing one of the big three. But after hearing Coach Cleveland talk about how, and we all know BYU's playing really good basketball right now, being able to kind of ride that wave of confidence, being able to have this game at home this early, I, I, I'm now saying it's a big deal. I'm buying into what Coach Cleveland was selling. BYU has won nine straight games. They have an opportunity to have a lead over St. Mary's in the conference standings before January. Yeah. Think about that. BYU has always been two or three games back halfway through January in the conference race. This is an opportunity for the Cougars to jump ahead of the team that was picked to win the conference. It's in Provo. This is absolutely a big deal. It works out well for BYU. And I know people say, well, the students are gone. 16,000-plus showed up to watch BYU in Portland on a Thursday night in late December, cold outside against a bad Portland team. You think that they will show up tomorrow? Yes. It's an advantage for BYU this early. Take the lead in the conference standings. That alone, man, makes it a huge deal. Big deal for sure. Number three. 
Big deal, no deal. The Yoli Childs versus Jock Landau matchup. Mm, mm. Can I go first on Please, this Please, go first. Yeah, I'm going to say no deal. And here's why. Because Yoli's probably not going to guard Jock for a good deal of this game. It's about Luke Worthington. And I'm glad that Coach Cleveland pointed that out in our interview with him. Download the podcast if you missed it. But Luke Worthington will defend Jock Landale. They're both a big deal for their teams, you know, in and of that itself, scoring the basketball. But, I mean, as far as the matchup goes, I think there are going to be so many other key contributors and X factors. And yep. for me, that specifically is not a big deal. Yeah, I'm going the same route. I'm saying no deal because we know what we're going to get from those players. That's just the type of players they are. Game in and game out, you know, you can pencil in their their stats. They're just that good. It's the other guys, it's the supporting cast that's probably going to determine the outcome of this game. So I'm with you. I say no deal. All right, number four. Big deal, no deal. The actual outcome of tomorrow's game. Yeah. Have you been listening to anything that we've talked about over the last almost hour? And it's a big deal either way. If you win, for all the reasons that you mentioned, it's absolutely a big deal. You exercise some demons against a team that has been a very difficult matchup for you. You take the lead early in the conference. You, you legitimize yourself yes. as, a, as an NCAA tournament yes. team. People start taking much more, uh, you know, pay attention nationally about what you do. If you lose, all of those things go in reverse. You're now a game behind. Uh, you know, one of the one of the top three teams. You have that doubt in your mind, like, why can't we beat this team? You fall out of Joe Lenardi's last 12 out. I mean, it's a big game, the outcome. It took big nine deal. straight wins and BYU to get to 12-2 and two to yes. just start to sniff yep. the bubble, okay? You want to flirt with the bubble big time, beat St. Mary's. Yes, the outcome of tomorrow's game really matters. Now, let's say BYU loses a close game. Okay, I don't think it's super detrimental because they were competitive, but what an opportunity yep. that is missed because you get them on your home floor. I mean, BYU has every reason to be motivated against this team in Provo. They're winning, Spencer. Don't worry about it. Oh, man, They're going to win tomorrow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Number five. Last one, you guys brought it up. Big deal, no deal. BYU and Joe Lenardi's last 12 out in his latest bracketology. Look, I mean, I understand it's, it's the first 12 out, but I'm going to still say a big deal because if, if BYU's not here, we're not, we're not bringing this up. It, somebody is mentioning BYU. Joe Lenardi, who everybody thinks of as the bracketologist. Yes, he has the lowercase t bracketologist. <laughs> yes. So the fact that he is on... In one of his pieces, yeah, that's a big deal. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this is no deal. What? Okay. <laughs> Here, here's why. Because it all goes away if BYU doesn't win tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, I told you. It's fine. It all goes away. Like, you get in the last 12, great. They lose tomorrow. Sayonara. Like, got to win, man. Win tomorrow. Coming up, a rise and shout goes to more people than we've ever given it to before. I can't believe I just did that. They're winning. Don't worry. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. 
for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Steve Cleveland, the former BYU coach, proud UC Irvine basketball alumnus, and the voice of the St. Mary's Gales, Alex Jensen, who made me dislike the Gales just a little bit more. No, you just liked him. You liked him more and them less. Okay, you're right. See, I couldn't even say it and get it out right because it's <laughs> not the truth. Anyway, you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. You can download it on demand, baby. So much to get to. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU beat Portland in the West Coast Conference opener. Yoli Childs had 26 points. It's all about St. Mary's. 4 Eastern ESPNU, BYU Radio. Women's Basketball. They went on the road last night in Portland, 72-58. They stay out on the road. They will face St. Mary's tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. Cougars overseas. Jen Hampson, leading scorer, 24 points, 10 rebounds, and a Sydney Flames win today. Baseball. BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood will be inducted into the Utah Officials Hall of Fame after working 16 years as an NCAA basketball referee. Swimming and diving. He officiated Sweet 16s and Elite 8s. He did. BYU swim and dive in Puerto Rico for training camp and community service after Hurricane Maria caused major damage across the entire country. Team partnering up with Light Up Puerto Rico to build roofs and hand out solar lights. Well done, BYU swim and dive. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. How about we give the Rise and Shout to the 16,000-plus BYU fans in attendance last night in the BYU versus Portland game? Great, great showing during a time when there's no students on campus, a, a fantastic yes. uh, you know, showing by the fans last night. What is your bold prediction for St. Mary's at BYU tomorrow? Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Jake Arkemp. <laughs> TJ House comes up with a big steal in the second half and tops it off the backboard to Yoli Childs, who throws down an absolute hammer. Greg Rebell and Mark Durant both stand up and in unison exclaim, Oh, sweet Childs, oh mine! Ooh, they were tuning into the show today, see? Yeah, yeah. See, what it, I see where it's going. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jason. I'm Spencer. Shout-out to the Lavelle Edwards family. One year ago today, BYU lost a legend. We send our love... And we honor the coach. We'll see you tomorrow in Provo at the Marriott Center. Beat St. Mary's.